Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Prabhupada. Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Nichananda.
<laughs> Not from behind. Okay. Yeah. No, no. So yes. She gave the book. She said the title. So you just sit down, sit down. And, but don't sneak up from behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, it breaks a few other things too. Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Anichananda Jaya Dvaita Sanradaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda Vanditam simadadvita charyam adbutta chistitam Yesya prasadatagyotitatsvarupam nirupayet I offer my respectful obeisances to Sri Advaita Acharya, whose activities are all wonderful. By his mercy, even a foolish person can describe his characteristics. Mahavishnu Jagatkarta Mayaya Sujatyada Tasyavatarevayam Advaita Charya Ishwaraha Lord Advaita Acharya is the incarnation of Mahavishnu whose main function is to create the cosmic world through the actions of Maya. Advaitam Harina Advaita Acharyam Bhakti Sansana Bhaktavataram Ishantam Aditacharyam Ashraye Because he is non different from Hari, the Supreme Lord, he is called Advaita. And because he propagates the cult of devotion, he is called Acharya. He is the Lord and the incarnation of the Lord's devotee. Therefore, I take shelter of him. Advaita Chai Gosai Saksat Ishwara Jahar Maima Nahe Jivarakachara Sri Advaita Chai is indeed directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. His glory is beyond the conception of ordinary living beings. Mahavishnu Sristi Karena Jagadadikarya Tare Avatara Saksat Advaita Charya Mahavishnu performs all the functions for the creation of the universe. Sri Advaita Charya is his direct incarnation. Ye Purusha Sisti Stita Karena Mayaya Ananta Brahmanda Sisti Karena Lilaya That Purusha creates and maintains his external energy. He creates innumerable universes in his pastimes. Ichayananta Murti Karena Prakash 
By his will, he manifests himself in unlimited forms in which he enters each and every universe. Shiadvaitacharya is a plenary part of that Purusha and so is not different from him. Indeed, Shiadvaitacharya is not separate but is another form of that Purusha. Sahaya Karina Taralaya Pradhan Kuti Brahmanda Karina Ichaya Nirman. He, Advaita Acharya, helps in the pastimes of the Purusha, with whose material energy and by whose will he creates innumerable universes. Jagad Mangala Advaita Mangala Gunadam Mangala Charitra Sada Mangala Yarinam. Being a reservoir of all auspicious attributes, Siyadvaita Acharya is all auspicious for the world. His characteristics, activities, and name are always auspicious. Omagyana Timarandasya. Jananda Salakya Sakshurun Nitamyena Tasmai Si Gudavenama Shi Chitana Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Shi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shri Advaita Gerada Sivasari Gora Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So in this uh, last verse, the Jagat Mangala Advaita Mangala Gunadam, Mangala Charita Sada, Mangala Jaranam. There, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is playing with the uh, uh, with the word Mangal because Mangal was also a name that Advaita Acharya had in his earlier life. So, therefore, uh, in this verse, he took inspiration from the name. Um, so, Advaita Acharya, today is his appearance day in this world. Uh, and that appearance day is of great significance, uh, great significance to uh, our position because uh, without Advaita Acharya's efforts, um, the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, would not have appeared in this world. We're seeing uh, descriptions in the Chaitanya Bhagavat how uh, in the house of Srivas there was kirtan every night. We're now talking Srivas, he is the generation of the contemporaries of the parents of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Srivas therefore uh, was already present on the planet some 35 years before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
And he started in his house, kirtan and so on, every night. And there's a whole story connected to that, which we will not enter into today. But he started that uh, before the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. At the same time, Advaita Acharya is 53 years older than, uh, than uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, which puts his appearance at uh, 1533. Um, and, uh, sorry, 1433. Then, uh, yes. And uh, Advaita Acharya then is, is the... Um, so he was also an elder at the time. And Advaita Acharya would in his house have regular gatherings of devotees and discuss Bhagavad Gita. And in this way, both these residences, the residence of Advaita Acharya and the residence of Srivas Pandit, were hubs where the Vaishnavas would assemble before the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, but of course, there was a lot of opposition, especially to, uh, to Srivas's activities. Um, because there was this loud chanting going on at night and people were criticizing. They said, what is this loud chanting? In which scripture does it say one should chant mantras loudly? It should be chanted privately and softly. It should not be chanted loud and all this howling. And then the difficulties we may get from this because, you know, like the Muslim, in the Muslim rulers, they may get very disturbed and not like it that this happening in our village and they may send soldiers here and the whole village may be destroyed because of this. Therefore, this has to stop. Uh, so there was a lot of opposition. Some said, yes, yes, he's howling all night. He's just, they're having parties. God knows what goes in in that place at night. You know what I mean? This is really inappropriate. Uh, something must be done. Something must be done. Someone said, you know what? We cut his house because the house was made of bamboo and chatai walls, walls made of mats. And they said, we'll cut the bamboo and just carry the house and throw it in the river. Advaita Acharya, when he heard that, he said, if now the Lord does not appear, then soon I will take my four-armed form and I will cut the heads of all these atheists. So Advaita Acharya was clearly manifesting his divine identity there and also the mission of the Lord, the Paritraya Sadhanam Vinasya Saduskritam, or to establish principles of religion and to annihilate a few demons on the way. So and especially the Sudarshan Chakra is, the Lord, is a favorite tool of the Lord when it comes to demons. So Advaita Acharya was ready to use the Sudarshan Chakra. Mm. But Advaita Acharya had also read in the Gotamiya Tantra. And in the Gotamiya Tantra, it is said that the Lord it was speaking in a verse and said that if one worships me, just with water and a leaf, uh, then, then I, there is nothing in my possession to repay to that worship. Therefore, 
I will be forced to give myself. When Advaita Acharya read this, Advaita Acharya was thinking, Eureka! Uh, uh, maybe not exactly, but he was thinking, I found it. I found the solution. Uh, namely, I will force him to appear. And then he began to worship the Shaligram Shila, the Ganga Jals and Tulasi Leaves. And I've mentioned that sometimes, that it's interesting that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead to make the Supreme Personality of Godhead appear. And you go tell that to your mother. <laughs> See what <laughs> she goes. Does that make sense? Huh? It does make sense. Um, because we understand that Advaita Acharya is none other than Mahavishnu. And as Mahavishnu, he is Vishnu Tattva. He is a direct expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And yet, uh, we also understand that uh, Lord Krishna, the Adi Purusha, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the, is the source of all the other manifestations. Eti Krishna Subhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakalam Lokam Rubayanti Yuge Yuge as is established in Srimad Bhagavatam. So in this way, we can appreciate that Krishna, Krishna is avatari. He is avatari. He is the source of all avatars. And Advaita Acharya is avatar, is the incarnation of the Lord. Uh, and particularly, uh, the uh, a Purusha avatar. Um, the Purusha avatars, there are three Purushas, and he is the one of the Purusha avatars who are instrumental in the creation of the material world. As Mahavishnu, uh, Mahavishnu is resting on the causal ocean. The causal ocean is sometimes also called the Viraja River, which is found between Devidam and Haridam between the material world and the spiritual world. And it's said there on the spiritual side, on the side of Haridam, there Advaita Acharya is resting on the causal ocean. And it is said that sometimes the material energy is manifest and sometimes the material energy is not manifest in cycles. So when the material energy is not manifest, it said then the three modes of material nature are in equilibrium. And at that stage, the Mahatattva is not manifest. Uh, the Mahatattva of all the different material elements and so on is not existing. All that exists is the potential, the pradana. Just like a tree exists in potential in a seed, but there is no, no tree yet. But in potential, it's there. In pradana, potentially, the entire Mahatattva is there, but yet it's not manifest. Then saiksata, then 
the Lord glances, that is Mahavishnu, he glances upon Pradhana. Then he expands his glance and Shambhu, Lord Shiva, Lord Sada Shiva, manifests as that glance. Lord Sada Shiva then touches the Pradhana and impregnates the Pradhana, which then with the living entities. At the same time, the modes of material nature start to become manifest and then at the same time all the universes start to manifest from the pore holes of Mahavishnu and and so on. All that <coughs> happens simultaneously. So in this way we can appreciate how Mahavishnu is is directly involved. He expands himself as Sadashiva who is uh, is, is becoming the glance and who is, is directly getting involved with the living beings and with Prakriti. And then there is a transformation. Yatadadi vikara vishesha yoga. A vikar. Vikar means transformation. As milk uh, can transform into yogurt. In that way, we see that Sadashiva is transforming them in what Srila Prabhupada refers to the demigod Shiva. There's the Viraja River. On the spiritual side of the Viraja River is the eternal abode of Lord Sada Shiva, known as Shiva Lopa, according to Briyad Bhagavatamrita. On the material side is Mount Kailash, and there is the demigod Shiva who is, uh, is residing and being served by his devotee Kuvira and so on the treasurer of the demigods. In the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Advaita Acharya is described as Shiva. And in the, uh, and in the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita is Mahavishnu. So there is no contradiction. After this explanation of Tattva, we can understand that uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat means Sada Shiva, not the demigod Shiva, Sada Shiva. And there's no difference between Sada Shiva and Advaita Acharya because one is a, is a direct expansion of the other, right? So in this way, we can appreciate it. And Sada Shiva is also still Vishnu Tattva. Good. So no contradiction there. Huh? Tattva cannot naturally not change. You know, you cannot have Vishnu Tattva become Shiva Tattva, right? That is not possible. Anyway, so Advaita Acharya um, appeared in an aristocratic Brahmin family, a Varendra Brahmana family. They are on the northern side of Bengal, in the Rajsahi district. This there is the origin of this Brahmana community, and it is a Brahmin community that is known for very high spiritual standards. You see, because Brahmins, uh, well... Brahmins, they also had to find a means of livelihood, uh, naturally. So Brahmins would, uh, would be priests, and Brahmins would be teachers. Um, some Brahmins would, uh, would study, they would all study Vedic literature, but not all the Vedic literature. They would specialize in certain aspects of Vedic literature. Now, if you would study the four Vedas, 
four Vedas are very nice, uh, and they speak about worship, uh, especially of the demigods. There is some references to the Supreme Lord, but they establish more uh, the objective of worship. And uh, whereas when you go to other uh, scriptures, uh, for example, the Dharma Shastra, that's more practical. Because the Dharma Shastra is about doing all kinds of rituals. So you can do rituals when a child is born, you can do a marriage, you can do a funeral, and you get good donations also that way. <laughs> right? You know, and you gotta live, isn't it? So you can understand that. Uh, so there was a whole Brahmin, and then Brahmins, some Brahmins would become priests of. Of lower castes, like they would become priests of the Vaishyas. And some Vaishyas were less strict about the, uh, the principles. So some Brahmin families were advising uh, Vaishya communities that were not vegetarians. So in, do in this way, over time, a whole hierarchy came about high class Brahmana, low class Brahmana. Like <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Mathura, went to the house of a Sanodia Brahma. Ho, ho, ho. Sanodia Brahma, compromised caste, you know what I'm saying, contaminated. Ho, ho. Uh, therefore, but of course, he was a, dis a disciple of Madhavendra Puri, so that made everything transcendental. But anyway, I'm making the point about different categories of, of Brahmanas that came about over time. So the Varendra Brahmana uh, caste was a very aristocratic and exalted, pure Brahmana caste, highly respected. And uh, so Varendra Brahmana, everyone said, So Advaita Acharya was highly respectable. Advaita Acharya was not only highly respectable, he was wealthy as well. His, uh, his grandfather was a minister. And in, uh, in Bengal, in a minister to a Hindu king, because Bengal is, is quite large, if you look at Beng West Bengal and Bangladesh, and then on the eastern side especially, uh, many Hindu kings remained. When the Muslims first took control over, uh, over Bengal, in 1204, they did so only of the uh, central district, which is now known as Malda in north, north of Mayapur, 12 hours by train, is the Malda district. And there was the palace of the Nawab of Hussein Shah. Uh, there's also Ramakeli, uh, where Rupa Sanatan used to stay. It's a lovely place to go. And then you can also see the palace. And that palace was still in the place where the rulers of Bengal had begun. In and from there, their influence had spread in Bengal. And their influence was, was first only basically in their district. And around it, so there was still all the Hindu kings. And especially on the eastern side, which was a bit further away, there, you know, the Hindu kings were still thriving. And the grandfather of Advaita Acharya was a minister of such a king. And therefore, uh, if we go to Shantipur, 
we can find in Shantipur, we can find in the town, the house of Advaita Acharya. And uh, we can go there, take darshan and all these things, and very nice. If we go a little bit outside of the town, we'll find a second property. That is the property of his grandfather. That was the ancestral property. So there are two properties in Shantipur that are dedicated and were the property of Advaita Acharya. He, of course, also had a house uh, just right next to Srivazangan, so right next to the yoga pit. So he was also right there where the action was. So Advaita Acharya, then he had a house in, in Shantipur where he resided. Yes, Advaita Acharya was not only a very aristocratic Brahmana, Advaita Acharya was also extremely learned. So it was difficult to, uh, to have any scriptural debate with him because he would just, you know, I mean, just, just take you to town, as they say. He would just finish you off. Um, then beyond that, Advaita Acharya also had a powerful physique, as they say, and a voice which was very loud, like thunder, right? Like thunder, he had a thundering voice. He was known for his thundering calls, hunker, hunker, this calling out loud, a very loud voice. Um, so you can understand that a, a somewhat intimidating personality, I mean, you know. So although Advaita Acharya was doing things that were absolutely controversial and that the whole Brahmin community was upset about. I mean, for example, he was entertaining this Muslim, this Muslim Haridas, you know what I mean? This Muslim Haridas, he was entertaining him in his house. I mean, outside the house, you know what I'm saying? Outside the house, but not in the house. How can you let him in your house? He did. Not only that, then he did the Sraddha ceremony for his departed ancestors, and there is the Sraddha Patra. That is the offering that is made, a plate, nicely cooked preparations, and this Sraddha Patra is to be given to Brahmanas. You know what he did? No. Yes, he gave it to that Muslim. <sighs> but no one dared to say anything. He was too strong. Any other Brahmana would have been excommunicated. Excommunicated for something like that, but they couldn't touch him. He was too powerful. So <laughs> they grumbled a little, but that was all. They couldn't do anything to stop him. Uh, because if you said anything, uh, power, Shastra, wealth, aristocracy, such a personality, Advaita Acharya was. To illustrate the, uh, the, uh, this a little further, um, there also is, um, I'll just quickly uh, go there, there also is uh, a time. Let me first type one second because Multitasking is not my strongest point. 
So, um, Advaita Acharya, he uh, one day said to the devotees, he said, today we will go out and we will have Sankirtan. We will go out, we'll chant the holy name, but we will not chant the holy name of Krishna. Today we'll chant the holy name of Goranga. And the devotees say, when they heard, he said, like, wow. They all felt it. They all felt the desire to do it. And everyone was, yes, yes, yes. Advaita Chai said, yes, we'll chant the holy name of Garanga. He said, but I will not sing. I will not sing because my voice is very loud, like the roaring of a lion, and you all become scared when I'll start to sing. So I will dance. So, yeah, well, uh, the devotees are <laughs> sort of obviously thinking, uh, uh, well, because they knew that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't like it if he was being glorified. But anyway, they also couldn't resist Advaita Acharya, so they did it. And they're all chanting, and Advaita Acharya starts dancing, and he starts dancing, and then at one point, he just lost it. He could no longer control himself. And he started singing. <laughs> and as he started singing, he sang, Chaitanya Narayan Karuna Sagara Dukkitera Bandhu Prame Mairadayakara Now there's a few verses in between. Pulakacharitagaya sukya gaddagadiyaya dikkira chitanya avatar Vaikunta naikahari dvijarupa avatari sankirtana karena vihar Kanaka jeneya kante sivirga shobayati ajanu lambita bujasajere Nasivara rupadara Apanarasa vivala najani kemanasuke nachare. Okay, now I'm going to read the translation. But the song is broken up, so give me one second. Yes. Shri Chaitanya Narayana Karuna Sagar. Oh Lord Chaitanya, you are Lord Narayan himself. You are an ocean of mercy, and you are the friend of the distressed. Please be merciful unto me. By chanting this verse, which issued from the mouth of Advaita Chai, all one's opulence are increased. Some devotees chanted, Jai Satchinandan. Other devotees chanted, Jai, go to Chandra Narayan. So he was repeating this first verse for a while, and the devotees started all calling out his things, and then he went to the second part of the song. Just behold the incarnation of Lord Chaitanya who sings his own glories, whose hair stand on end, and who rolls on the ground in ecstasy. Lord Hari, the hero of Vaikuntha, has incarnated in the form of a brahmana to enjoy pastimes of Sankirtan. His complexion is like gold, his hands extend to his knees, and his form is most attractive. 
he's accepted the form of a sannyasi, and he becomes overwhelmed in his own ecstatic mood. I cannot describe how jubilantly he dances. In this way, uh, Advaita Acharya was deeply, deeply worshipping, worshipping Lord Chaitanya. Ami Chaitanya Dasir Muni. I am the servant of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, I am the servant of Lord Chaitanya, Advaita Acharya would call out. Of course, Advaita Acharya was a disciple of Mother Vendapuri. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a disciple of the disciple of Mother Vendapuri. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would always treat him with the greatest respect, which Advaita Acharya did not like because he wanted to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. But Lord Chaitanya would never let him. And so one day he devised a plan. And the plan was that he started lecturing from the Yoga Vasista, a book which, which uh, expounds uh, impersonal philosophy. And he started explaining this impersonalist philosophy of the Vyasa son, and Lord Chaitanya appeared and dragged him off the sannyas of, of the Vyasa son, just dragged him off, and he was falling on the ground. And then Lord Chaitanya kicked him, he kicked him again and again. And he was rolling on the ground, and Advaita Acharya just like to say, "Ah, now you're treating me as your servant. Now you're punishing me. Now, now you have accepted me." Mm, then. Lord Chaitanya sort of stopped and, uh, and came to his senses. Uh, so this relationship was there. Uh, Advaita Acharya, uh, so Advaita Acharya is one of the Purusha avatars Mahavishnu. And as such, the avatars of the Lord, as I said before, can do the mission of paritranaya sadhanam vinasya saduskritam dharmasam starpanartya sambhavami yuge yuge. They appear millennium after millennium to establish principles of religion and to annihilate the, the demons. And that is the work of the avatar. But when Krishna, who comes once in a day of Brahma, when he appears, he comes for a different purpose. He comes to reveal his transcendental loving pastimes of Krishna Prem, of the spiritual world. And so Krishna had these exchanges with the eternal residents of Vrindavan and on this planet. However, that the storehouse of love of God was locked. And it was the Panchatattva who only broke it open, broke the lock, went inside. Yata, yata, priya, trishna. And they went inside and, and they start drinking it, the nectar. And their thirst increased. Uh, so this is the... Uh, and since then, uh, since then, this... This love of God from the Prema Bandar is widely available. So Advaita Acharya knew very well that he could kill those atheists. 
But Advaitacharya also knew one thing very well, that he could not give love of God, not that Vraja Prem, to all the living beings in the universe. And that, that is what he wanted. And for that purpose, he was worshipping the Shalagram Shila to make Krishna himself appear. Oh no, I may be an incarnation, but I'm not interested in in annihilating demons and establishing principles of dharma. No. This time we want something else. We want, we want the pure wealth, the Golokira Prema Dana. We want that, the pure wealth of love of God. And so, therefore he worshipped the Shalagram Shila, according to Gautamiya Tantra, knowing that Krishna had said that Whoever worships in that way, I will give myself. Aha. This is very interesting. We went on a pilgrimage to East Bengal, Bangladesh, to the birthplace of Advaita Acharya. And it was interesting because um, it was in the far northeastern corner of Bengal, of Bangladesh, of Goda. Mm, it's the land of Goda. In the far northeastern corner, just on the edge, on the very edge. And uh, it was quite a thing to get there. We had to cross. Uh, we had to cross rivers uh, several times. We had to drive over rough terrain. And finally, we came in an area. And the exact birth site of... Uh, Advaita Acharya is not known. In the Gaudiya Vaishnav Abhidhan, which is a book which was published in 1959 uh, by Haridas, by a devotee named Haridas, is a book which took the notes of Srila Bhakti's Siddhanta's Vaishnava Manjusa. Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta started an encyclopedia called the Vaishnava Manjusa. And he wanted to make a complete encyclopedia on, on the whole Gaudiya Vaishnav history, all the personalities and everything. And he started it but never finished it, unfortunately. I mean, then Haridas, he went to work with it. Unfortunately, Haridas did not just stick with what was authorized by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So sometimes there's are things in the Gaudiya Vaishnav Abhidhan um, which are not accepted in our line in the Saraswat Sampradaya. Yeah. So uh, that is to be, uh, be remembered. Uh, that is to be remembered. So on the internet today you can Google really quick. And even on Iskon Desire Tree, you will find something there, and it's it's like uh, it's always sensitive because they may say that uh, he appeared in the village named Loda. Maybe because it says that in the Gaudiya Vaishnava Abhidan, but we don't find it any earlier. We only find it mentioned there, so we cannot just say, "Oh, village Loda." Therefore, it's not exactly known, but within a radius of 20 kilometers north of the Sunam River, there 
on the very edge of, of the land of Goda is the birthplace of Advaita Acharya. So different people claim the birthplace within that 20 kilometer radius. And guess what? Iskon is also there. And they also have also got the birthplace. You know, everybody is there. Everybody says they have it. But we all have it. Uh, 20 kilometers is pretty close, pretty good. A wonderful place. And then there's the river flats that continue for a little while. And there's no sign of civilization there. There's no electric mast, no chimneys, nothing modern. Nothing. Just completely untouched. Beautiful. A place to go. Uh, a little difficult. When we went there, uh, we had to adjust. There were not enough mosquito nets. So two devotees had to sleep in one mosquito net. And two devotees, and we had men only because it was an expedition. And at night, two devotees, they got a third personality in their mosquito net, namely a rat. <laughs> that created some excitement <laughs> in that place. There was some dancing. You can understand. <laughs> they spontaneously started dancing at that point. Um, so it was a very ecstatic experience. Interesting is on that bank, uh, so the, the river flats continue, and then there's a high sand bank, and there's Meghalaya. That's no longer Bengal. Meghalaya, and Meghalaya is, is tribal, and is totally different. That's really outside of the land of Goda. Uh, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica says that in Meghalaya, a man has to, uh, when his, when his father-in-law dies, then he has to also marry his mother-in-law. <laughs> that's not Vedic. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's uh, that's tough. Whatever may be, <laughs> that's not easy. Yes. Uh, so it's a different culture altogether. So, so it's so interesting that Advaita Acharya's appearance place is right on the edge of Goda. And he's Mahavishnu, who's right on the edge of the material and the spiritual world. Yeah? It's interesting, the parallel between the two. Very interesting. So yes, Advaita Acharya is on the edge. And it is Advaita Acharya who prayed who prayed for this mercy of Krishna Prem to manifest. Therefore, it is Advaita Acharya's desire. The original desire starts with Advaita Acharya. And therefore, uh, he gets the credit. So we should understand that Advaita Acharya is, uh, is, is very important in our life. We, we wouldn't be here if Advaita Acharya had not, uh, not taken up this mission of worshipping the Lord and forcing him to appear. Mm. Um, when we are studying the life of, of Veta Acharya, it's very complicated. And why is that so? Because even in that, amongst Advaita Acharya's six sons, there were three who were good devotees and followers, and there were three who were 
problematic. One became an impersonalist and others started to accept Advaita Acharya as the Supreme Lord, but not Lord Chaitanya. And history was being rewritten and, uh, around Advaita Acharya. And Advaita Acharya was presented there as he's the Lord. <clears throat> and he said, and, and when Nimai was young, he used to study. He used to study under Advaita Acharya. That's where he got his knowledge. Mm -mm. Not accepted, not bona fide. So there's lots of stuff out there. Some of it reflects on the internet. So especially when we look at Advaita Acharya, we must be careful. One book which was somehow or other translated and slipped into ISKCON is the Advaita Prakash. And some have, have it. That book is not acceptable. It is supposedly written by an Ishan Nagar who claims to be the personal servant of Advaita Acharya. However, he's got lots of details wrong. He's got the age of, of uh, Achutananda wrong. He says Achutananda was a classmate of Advaita Acharya, whereas Chaitanya Charitamrita makes him a little boy right, of five years old. Right? Uh, at least some, uh, some, some, some uh, more, than, more than 20 years younger than, uh, than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are many other uh, mistakes in there. It says that when Nimai, and it's all trying to push Advaita Acharya's position as supreme, and it tries to put Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in an uh, inferior position. For example, one other detail in there, it says that uh, when uh, uh, Nimai was a baby, he refused to drink the milk from his mother because it was not offered to Advaita Acharya. Therefore, she first had to take Diksha from Advaita Acharya. And then after, Nimai drank the milk. Fabricated, not right, not to be accepted. So the, the Advaita family, they started to claim a monopoly. There were two families uh, in the Panchatattva that are Grihastas and the families, they started to create that their family lineage had the monopoly to, to, to Krishna Prem. And therefore that you had to be initiated by someone in the family lineage of Advaita, and you, that is the Advaita Vamsa. And then the disciples, they could not initiate, but they were considered the Advaita Pariwar. Yes. So there's a whole universe out there. Advaita Vamsa, Advaita Pariwar, lots of books. And there's Advaita Prakash, Advaita Mangal, uh, Advaita Vilas, Sita Charita. Forget these books. Don't read. Mm. And others that, you know. Whatever comes out of that camp, be careful. Because it's... it's uh, that's how it is. Then there's also the same with Nichananda, Nichananda Vamsa, Nichananda Pariwara, but especially around Advaita Acharya, a lot of complexities came up like that, a lot of literature. Um, um, yeah, there are books that are analyzing these things a bit more in, in depth. We will not do that because this is a sour uh, 
preparation on our plate today. <laughs> but there has to be. It's like to get all the tastes, a little sour is also on the plate, you know, to create some appetite. But of course, not too much. There must be more sweet than sour on the plate. Otherwise, it will not be nice. So let us continue and let us just think a little more about Advaitracharya. Meanwhile, our time is also flying. So what do we do? Um, Advaitracharya is always the servant of Lord Chaitanya. The Mahaprakash Lila is the time when Lord Chaitanya manifested his identity as the Supreme Lord to all the devotees. First, he was in the house of Advaita Acharya. And Advaita Acharya suddenly started, suddenly said, now I understand who you are. Now you will escape me no longer. And he set him down and he started offering a lamp and he just chanted, Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go Brahmanya Hitaya Tajagat Hitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha and he kept on doing it non-stop. He kept on chanting and chanting and chanting and Gadadhar happened to be arriving just there and he, he finds Advaita Acharya there doing this arting, calling out Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go Brahmanya Taya and he said, what? Acharya? What's happening? He said, Gadadhar, when will you see? Then Gadadhar saw and Gadadhar said, you mean that he is the one that we are waiting for. Then Lord Chaitanya from the house of Srivas went from the house of Advaita went to the house of Srivas. Srivas had been told by neighbors that they had complained, complained to the Nawab, to the Nawab himself. And that the Nawab said he sent a boat with soldiers. So Srivas was at home, Namaste, Narasinga, Ya, and chanting various Narasinga prayers. And just then Lord Chaitanya came, came up to the house, kicked the door full force, and with a thundering force said, Srivas, don't you know that the Lord you are worshipping is standing at your door? Lord Narasinga, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, then Srivas opened the door and he saw Lord Chaitanya in full effulgence. Lord Chaitanya just walked in and sat down on the altar, moved the Shalagam Shilas aside and sat on the altar like that. And uh, then the Mahaprakash, 21 hours sitting in ecstasy on that altar, different devotees appear before him. Um, at that time, uh, at that time also, um, there was a uh, different devotees were asked by uh, by Lord Chaitanya please ask for a benediction and he told something intimate about each devotee like he said Haridas, remember how they, how they arrested you how they were beating you in 24 marketplaces and whipping you and that you felt no pain Haridas said, yes, yes. Haridas, when they were beating you, I was coming from the spiritual world with my Sudarshan chakra raised to kill them. 
And then you prayed, oh Lord, please forgive them. I go, <laughs> what do I do now? Right? Then, then Hari does. I didn't kill them. But then I placed my back over your back. And I took those beatings. And he turned around, Lord Chaitanya, and he showed his back. And it was full of whip marks. Hari does just like, you fainted on the spot. So in this way, Lord Chaitanya was revealing all these extraordinary things. And there's many others. And I'll leave that for what it is. Except the one of Advaita Acharya. And I just have to open up one verse, which I'm about to do. And it is just now coming. Please bear with me. 11, I have to go to 14, 12, 13, 14. No. Oh, oh, oh I'm in the wrong chapter, God. I, that's why it wasn't coming again. Sorry. Anyway, I can try and tell the, the, the story. Uh, and uh, in this way, um, okay, I'm there. So, uh, Advaita Acharya, he had been in Shantipura, and as I said, he was teaching Bhagavad Gita. So he wanted to teach the Satyarapat, Gitera Satyarapat, it says. Pat means philosophical explanation. So the true philosophical explanation of the Bhagavad Gita, or Bhagavad Gita as it is. So Advaita Acharya was trying to do this, but when he came to the 13th chapter, he got stuck, and he didn't know what to do. And then Lord Chaitanya said, so Advaita Acharya, that's 13th chapter verse, text 14 is very complicated. Um, it is said, Sarvata Panipadam Tat Sarvatu. Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces, and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the Lord exists, pervading everything. And Advaita Chai was thinking, how am I going to explain this one? This really looks like impersonalism. And so many brahmanas were explaining the Bhagavad Gita in an impersonalist way. And Advaita Chah is just thinking, how am I going to somehow or other explain this in a personal way? And, Advaita, and then Lord Chaitanya said, Advaita, Advaita. Mm. Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces, and he has ears everywhere. Advaita Acharya. It is the super soul. And then Advaita Chai he would he said something like now breaks my klomp, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which means now breaks my clock in Dutch, which means that like God that I didn't think of that, <laughs> you know. How how could I miss that, you know? It's so obvious. And then when we read the translation of Srila Prabhupada, we find 
Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces, and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the supersoul exists, pervading everything. In the Sanskrit, we don't find supersoul. But Prabhupada wrote it in, and Lord Chaitanya explained it, and Baladevi Chapusan confirmed it, and, uh, and Prabhupada wrote it in. Here we go. Super soul. So, in this way, Lord Chaitanya provided proof that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Later, and later, Advaita Acharya one day expressed some doubt. And Lord Chaitanya then expressed, uh, then he manifested his universal form also to Advaita Acharya. That is mentioned in Chaitanya Bhagavat. So when we are approaching the pastimes of Advaita Acharya or, and of, of, of Lord Chaitanya, we must be careful to go too broad, must be careful to Google it too quick. We should really look at the bona fide biographies, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagavat, the Murari Gupta's diary, Chaitanya Mangal from Lochandas Thakur. And there... Uh, there we find adequate information. Uh, we find that in uh, Indrajumna Sarovar, just next to the Gudricha temple, that the devotees engaged in water sports. Uh, and Nichananda and Advaita, they were engaged in a water fight uh, because they had that competitive relationship always. Who is this Nichananda? What is his caste? No one knows what his background is. Uh, this Nichananda, he comes to my house, he said, I'm feeding him, and he just said it's not enough. This Nichananda, and of course, Nichananda, uh, Advaita Acharya, uh, Nichananda threw the rice at Advaita Acharya, and Advaita Acharya danced in ecstasy. So they, they, there was this whole ras between them, uh, and this manifested in, in, in the Jumna Saravar in a devastating water fight. All the devotees were fighting. Uh, uh, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was uh, fighting with Ramananda Roy, two scholars and like kids, you know, but like between Advaita Acharya and, and, and Nichananda, it was the biggest fight. And everyone, at one point, everyone was watching that. But then Nichananda was ruthless and shot water right in his eye. And in this way, Nichananda defeated Advaita Acharya, and Advaita Acharya started again cursing him, saying, who is this person? He doesn't respect a Brahmana. <laughs> we don't know his caste, and what is this? Uh, so this, this Leela was there. One day, Advaita Acharya met Lord Chaitanya in Jagannath Puri. And Advaita Acharya and, and Lord Chaitanya said, oh, Acharya, where are you just coming from? He said, oh, I just come from the temple. I just took darshan of Lord Jagannath. Oh, you took darshan of Lord Jagannath. What did you do after? He said, after? After I came here. Lord Chaitanya said, no, what did you do after? What did you do after? He said, well, after? I did the, uh, the parikrama of the deity. Uh, Lord Chaitanya said, then I have defeated you. Then I have defeated you. Advaita Acharya said, how? How you have defeated me? Huh? He said, you have defeated 
I have defeated you. Because when you do your parikrama, you turn your back to the deity. But I always stand in such a position that I never lose sight of the Lord for a moment. So it's very interesting because this parikrama, it is said one should circumambulate the deity four times. Not three times, four times. One can walk around Radhadesh four times. And if we walk around Radhadesh four times, it counts as if we've walked around the whole universe. And it's four sides of the universe. So, but you got to go four times. Eh? And, and that counts as a full circumambulation of the deities. So, uh, that was done by Advaita Chai. It's a religious principle. But then, Lord Chaitanya also showed that there is still a higher level of pure love, which goes beyond such, such sadhana bhakti. Of, to the level of spontaneous love, where one cannot bear to be separated from the Lord for a moment. Um, yes, so we appreciate the relationship between Advaita Acharya and between, uh, between Lord Chaitanya very clearly. And now, the last thing is, is the most esoteric uh, aspect of the whole thing. And that is this, is that uh, when we look at, some of us have, uh, have gotten the book that uh, Ayendra Prabhu uh, wrote, right? I have a copy of it. And, uh, and on the cover he has of the book, it is, it is not so widely available, and you know, whatever it is there, the, sometimes. Uh, but in the, on the cover of the book, there is a hologram, right? A hologram means a picture that has some depth, you know? And if you, in these holograms, you, can, you, some, you have two pictures in one. So if you look at it from one side, you see the Panchatattva, and then hold the book a little different, then they transform all into Radha and Krishna, and various gopis. So now we're going very esoteric. Right? Uh, but yes, it is true that the entire Panchatattva naturally has its counterparts and uh, are also manifesting such forms. But only indirectly. Um, uh, after all, we know that Balaram is, 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 is Lord Nichananda, right? That we know. But then it's also mentioned that Balaram expands himself as Ananga Manjari and then also takes past, uh, in that expansion is also there in the Manjari pastimes. So, Yes, the Lord is enjoying in so many ways, in so many expansions, right? Still, the main identity of Nichananda is Balaram. The main identity of Advaita Acharya is Mahavishnu. But it is said that uh, some, again, some, Prabhupada in the purpose also said some, uh, in the purpose said, according to some, Mangal was another name of Advaita Prabhu. Uh, and so, according to some, uh, they say that Advaita Acharya and, and Sita Thakurani 
are combinedly representing uh, yoga maya in Vrindavan, according to some right, in the tradition. So you'll find stuff like that, again, on the internet, but and it's not that it's it's not uh, that it's necessarily wrong, but it's also not that it's uh, very important, and it's also a little bit uh, on the uh, obscure side of of what we know. I always say we have the daylight of knowledge, we have the twilight of knowledge, and the night of knowledge. Daylight of knowledge is something that's crystal clear. Yeah. Twilight of knowledge is something that sort of, we have a little bit of information, but not enough. And so, and then night of knowledge, we just don't know anything about it, right? So, especially the twilight zone of knowledge is something that always intrigues people. And that certainly intrigues the internet. Um, but... The thing is this, so we see discussions on the twilight zone because there are trying, people are trying to bring twilight into the daylight. Okay? That's okay if you are a great scholar. That's your business as a scholar. But if you're not a great scholar and just curious and want to play around a bit and, and just Google here and Google there and check this, check that, then you may just uh, wind up getting caught up in a network of, uh, of all kinds of opinions and confusions, and it may eventually undermine our, our true understanding. So, therefore, okay, I've mentioned the esoteric side is there, and some say that Advaita Acharya there is Yogamaya, but we don't worry about it too much. He's Mahavi. We worry, we look at him as Mahavishnu and Sada Shiva, with the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we're happy with that. We're very happy with that. And to enter into the deeper, deeper esoteric levels of Raja, that will come later uh, if we simply take shelter of Harinam Sankirtan. Because you see, there are two paths. There's the Antapanta and the Bahipanta. The Bahipanta is the external path, the Antapanta the internal path. In the Bhaipanta, we're trying to uh, externally penetrate into all these things by hearing about it, this, that, and finding out about it. And we try to externally uh, experience these things. In the Antapanta, these things are the more esoteric aspects of Raja Prem are manifest within the heart automatically. And that we see how Srila Prabhupada and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta were highlighting that approach. Prakasante Mahatmanaha. It will automatically be revealed in the heart. Just chant Hare Krishna. Chant Hare Krishna and serve, engage in devotional service. And everything will be revealed within the heart. So, uh, therefore, we're very happy to... Uh, approach Advaita Acharya through the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagava, Chaitanya Mango, and Murari's Kadacha. Any questions, any comments? Purna Tattva.
Right, right. Well, the story was was that uh, he had a debt, and he had uh, of of three hundred rupees or something, which in those days, five hundred years ago, was a serious amount. So uh, then his servant, and it was to the king. So then his servant. Kamala Kantaviswas, who was mentioned, he went to the king to ask the king to, ex- to excuse this debt because Advaita Acharya was the supreme personality of Godhead. That's when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got angry. He said, like, you know, the supreme personality. You call him the supreme personality of Godhead and then you ask for his debt to be excused. You think the supreme is, is, Lord is a poor man? Like that. Yes, this is an offense, you know. But of course it was out of love also. So Kamala, but Kamala Kantaviswas made, made a mistake in matters of tattva. Mm. Yeah. Pandu. Harihar. The second time, then I, I remember, okay, oh, that place. But then I, it was not there anymore, and there was a temple. Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yes, it is there. It is near Amgat on the way to, uh, to Nishingapali, you know? Yes. And of course, uh, that is the the transformation of Lord Shiva, right? From Sada Shiva to, uh, to, to, the, to the demigod Shiva and, and how, 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 how he exists in these two ways. How that is explaining to us Shiva Tattva and showing us the Vishnu Tattva side of Shiva Tattva and the, and the special Tattva that the transformed form of, of Shiva is. It said that Shiva then, when he transforms, Jiva Goswami says, he is like a, a flame in an, in an oil lamp and the glass has become covered with black soot. So his full, uh, the full light is not manifest. So even as the demigod, Shiva his full light is not manifest, but he's, yeah, he's still, still also connected to Sada Shiva in that other way. If you clean the glass, then you see Sada Shiva. Mm. Because Lord Krishna 
when when uh, when when Prabhupada's godbrother Sadananda, who was known as Professor Schulze, came to uh, to India. He had met Bon Maharaj in Germany, and Bon Maharaj brought him to India. And when he came to India and he saw the deities, then he saw the deities of all the devatas, and he saw they were all having weapons. And then he saw the form of Krishna. And he saw that Krishna was playing a flute. Then he said, ah, this is the Supreme Lord, because all the others are working, and this one is enjoying. Yes. So Krishna is, is, is Bhuktaram. Bhuktaram yagitapa sam sarva loka maheshwaram suridam sarva bhutanam. He is Bhuktaram. He's the supreme enjoyer. He's always enjoying. It's, see, we are like, okay, we're enjoyers. Oh, yes, we are. But we have to wait a while, right? Waiting, waiting, waiting. Is it coming? Yeah, it's coming. Whatever it is, you know, yeah. It's really good. Okay, it's over. Again, waiting, waiting, waiting till the next time. Uh, but Krishna, his enjoyment is never interrupted. So Krishna is constantly the supreme enjoyer. Every moment. Every moment. So, therefore, this annihilating demons and, uh, you know, in, and uh, establishing principles of dharma, um, he leaves that many times to his agents. Only some real good demons, you know. Those he does himself like that. Yes. And then he established a few principles of religion as well. So Krishna comes once in a day of Brahma. He's deeply absorbed in his transcendental pleasure pastimes. Huh? Material world? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I should go there. I was supposed to go there. Oh, gee, time flies. <laughs> oh. A moment seems like 12 years or more. Panchatatva makam krishnam bhakta rupasarupakam bhakta avantara bhakta kyam namami bhakta shakti kam. There is Lord Chaitanya. He is bhakta rupa. He is the original supreme lord in the form of a devotee. Nichananda is bhakta swarupa. He is the same. He is the original form of the lord. The same. He's all direct expansion. He's still the supreme lord. Uh, Advaita Acharya is the incarnation of the Lord. He's Bhakta Avatar. He's the incarnation of the Lord. So the incarnation is, is non different from the Lord, but he doesn't carry the full power of the Lord. That's why Advaita Acharya had to make the Lord appear to give Krishna praise. Uh, and then Gadadhar is the Shakti, and he's the Bhakti, Bhakti Shakti. So he's Shakti Tattva. 
That means the, uh, like the associates of Simata Radharani, uh, the immediate Astasaki, and they are all expansions of Simata Radharani, and they are in Shakti Tattva. They are Ladini uh, Shakti Tattva. They are not uh, the same as Jiva Tattva. And Srivas is Jiva Tattva. And the interesting thing is that although the Jiva is the worshipper, but when the Jiva becomes, uh, becomes liberated from material conditioning, then the Jiva is, is emancipated, brought up onto the same level, and he's on the altar with the Supreme Lord. He's not in front of the altar. He's on the altar with the Supreme Lord, Srivas. The jiva, the jiva gets promoted and is there with the Lord in the spiritual world. It's on the altar. If you didn't know, you are in the spiritual world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last. Burning, yes, okay. Well, in that case, we don't want to... No, no, go for it. Yes. Yes, yes. No, it's not upside down. It's, uh, it's just uh, rather midway. When we speak about him as Mahavishnu, we're speaking about him midway. And of course we see that he exists eternally in that form of Advaita Acharya, in Svetadweep, which is the other half of Golok. Right? So he's there also eternally. And... Uh, and then, because he's also eternally in that Golok, then he should also be eternally in the other Golok, in the other half of Golok, Koko. Therefore, some say he is Purnamasi there. Now, that's not written anywhere uh, in, in, uh, in any book that, uh, that we accept as bona fide, but, as, but it is, is consistently there within, our, within the Gaudiya understanding. So, therefore, I said, according to some. <laughs> according to some. Uh, I said, uh, following what Prabhupada did, according to some, Mangal was another name of Advaita Prabhu. According to some, Purnamasi, or Yogamaya, is the uh, position of Advaita Acharya. In, uh, in Goku. Um, and and there's, there's, it, it makes sense, but I don't have hard proof for that statement. I only have, according to some learned Vaishnavas, are offering this. But it's not that all learned Vaishnavas would agree with that. So, according to some. And Mahavishnu position 
in his abode on the, on the bank of the Viraja is midway. Yeah, it's the midway stop to the material world. So in that, but that is where we go with the Chaitanya Jaritamrita. So it's not, no need to be confused. It's very clear. Yes, he is eternal in Svetadvip. And he must have his eternal counterpart in Golok as well. And it might well be Yogamaya. Hmm. Now I stop. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Kija. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah.